Welcome to the Teachers on Fire podcast, where I profile agents of growth and transformation in education today. Each guest shares their highs, their lows, their passions, their goals, and the resources that are shaping their thinking and inspiring their practice. For show notes and links from each episode, visit teachersonfire.net. You can also follow the show at Teachers on Fire on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And of course, please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm your host, Tim Cavey. Let's meet today's guest. Today, I'm speaking with Dr. J.C. Maslick. J.C. is an educator, speaker, and author at ISTE, Solution Tree, and Steammakers.com. She has a passion for STEM education, makerspaces, literacy, leadership, and creativity in education. Dr. Jace Maslick is also the author of Steam Makers, Fostering Creativity and Innovation in the Elementary Classroom, Connect to Lead, Power Up Your Learning Network to Move Your School Forward, Remaking Literacy, Innovative Instructional Strategies for Maker Learning, Grades K-5, Unlock Creativity, Opening a World of Imagination with Your Students, and the co-author of Makers in Schools, Entering the Fourth Industrial Revolution. And I know we're coming back to one of those in a few minutes. Follow JC on Twitter at Dr. Jacey Maslick and on her blog at jcmaslick.blogspot.com. Dr. JC, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Are you ready to talk education? I am ready. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's a pleasure, and we've been sort of ping-ponging back and forth to make this happen, so I appreciate your patience. I've heard you on other podcasts, and so now it's a pleasure to host you here on Teachers on Fire. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit more about your current context in education? Uh, So I live uh, right outside of Pittsburgh and work about 30 miles northwest uh, in a school district where I'm currently the assistant superintendent. Um, I wear a lot of hats in that I am responsible for curriculum and instruction, a little bit of technology, a little bit of professional development. I I keep a lot on my plate, so it's keeping me quite busy. But it is sort of the opportunity to work closely with teachers, still stay close to what's happening with kids and get in the classroom. So uh, it's really been something that I've thoroughly enjoyed. Now, you mentioned your location, Dr. JC, right outside of Pittsburgh. And I have to say, I introduced my wife last night for the very first time to Groundhog Day. I don't know how that came up on our TV, but (laughs) have you ever been to Punxsutawney? I have. I actually got my undergraduate degree at Indiana University of Pennsylvania, which is uh, just a short drive from Punxsy. Okay. That's awesome. All right. Very cool. So got you situated. We have a sense of your context. Well, the next part, JC, is story time. So if you wouldn't mind, please share with us about a low moment or some kind of an experience of adversity that you faced in your teaching or education career and describe how you overcame it. Uh, So I became a principal at the age of 30, uh, which is, I would say, relatively young to, to do that work. And when I started out, a teacher came into my office one day and very curtly said, you know, I'm old enough to be your mom and there's nothing that I'm going to learn from you. You're not going to teach me anything that I don't already know. For me, it was a huge realization that I needed to do more than just prove myself as a leader, but that I really needed to break down stereotypes and build trust with the teachers in my building. And so it was it was actually, it was a very low moment, um, but it ended up really teaching me an important lesson. And I do think upon reflection, it probably taught the teacher a lesson as well, because 
we ended up building a great relationship. And we truly did end up learning a lot from one another. But I do just remember that day feeling so defeated and wasn't really sure where to go when, you know, I I had this staff member just putting up these walls immediately. And so I think it taught me an important lesson about, um, again, getting rid of stereotypes. It doesn't matter how many years you have in this profession. It doesn't matter where you come from or you know, what your experiences might be, just that every individual has something really important to contribute. And and I think that was definitely a big takeaway for me. I'm thinking for the young administrators out there, JC, how did you, do you remember how you responded specifically to that challenge? I mean, I'm trying to think of what, what would the words be to a challenge like that, that is obviously intended to sort of keep you in line? (laughs) Right. Uh, Well, you know, I think in the moment I wasn't quite sure what to say. Um, I I just explained that, you know, I I was committed to being in that school and that I wanted to work with her and with with all of the other teachers, whether they were brand new or veterans or everywhere in between. And um, I think showing that I was committed to do the work and that I was in it for the long haul. You know, obviously you you can't convince someone of that in the moment. But, uh, you know, I simply just said, you know, I accepted this job because I want to do great things in this school and in this community. And and I hope that we can find some common ground. And and again, over time we did. And I ended up staying in that building for 10 years. And it, it was it was a really, really wonderful experience. Well, that's amazing. I think a key here that that I'm hearing from what you're saying is it's not about engaging or sort of matching that that aggressive challenge, but saying, hey, you know, this is what I'm all about. We can't control what other people are all about or how they will perceive us, right? But we can control what we do. What an interesting challenge. What a way to start for you. That's not an easy welcome, but you obviously made the best of it. So, Dr. JC, you recently published a new book, Unlock Creativity, and I love that title. Creativity is an intriguing topic, not only because we want to build this life habitude in our learners, but because there are so many different competing ideas right now around what it is. So with that in mind, share with us about the heart and mission of this book. Why did you write it and what can educators expect to gain from it? Well, I think in the past, we've been in an accountability era, right? I mean, with no child left behind and standardized tests, a lot of school systems across this country have really focused in on data and accountability. And not to say that that has gone away, but I do believe that we are now in an era of innovation uh, where we really are able to unlock the creativity. I think we've kind of kept it trapped inside of us. You know, teachers have been told not to be creative, that they needed to focus in on standards or, you know, common assessments. And those things definitely have value. But I think in that we've lost sight of some real passions that we could have been developing in our students and really letting that thrive in our classrooms. So I really wrote the book just to share some simple ideas that teachers can use in the classroom and allow kids to express themselves. And a lot of it really comes down to belief. If as adults, we don't believe that we are creative or have the ability to do creative things, then our kids aren't going to either. So there are a, a lot of things that teachers can do. There are a lot of things within the book that students can do, but there are also things that we can do with our students right alongside them so that they can see us as models of 
of creativity and of failure and of perseverance, because um, some of those things are, are, are a part of the creative thinking process. And I really believe that the more we engage students in learning opportunities like that, not only are they going to become more passionate learners, but I really believe that they're going to grow up to be passionate, you know, educated thinkers as adults. Wow, I am applauding over here. I love that. And I, it makes me think of something my friend Caitlin Giordano tried a week or two ago, and that was blogging or writing in real time right in front of her students while they wrote. And she had her work of, I think it was a blog post up on the screen. And so they could sort of watch her iterative process, right? And, and see her editing and revising and and a bit of vulnerability that way. Can you recall any specific examples of other ways that teachers can show that vulnerability by, as you say, sort of modeling the learning process with or right beside their learners? So when I talk to educators, uh, you know, through workshops or, or speaking engagements that I do, one of the questions that I always throw out to them is, what do you do now as an adult that is your creative outlet? You know, everyone has this this human impulse to create. And some teachers kind of just stare blankly at you like, I'm not sure. I, I don't think what I do is creative. And so we engage in these conversations about, you know, it, maybe you like to cook or maybe you're into woodworking or gardening or blogging and whatever it is, find that one thing, one creative outlet that you have and share it with your students. Um, I, I met a teacher in Toronto last year and she was kind of that way. Well, I, you know, I just don't know what I do that's creative. And her friend next to her was like elbowing her and she's like, tell her what you do with your notebook. And she talked about how she created all these organizational things in this notebook and how she was into scrapbooking and that she created like a side business on Etsy. And I said, well, my goodness, you're an entrepreneur, a creative entrepreneur. I said, do your students know that you do that? Well, no. I said, why not? Like, who, who knows which student is sitting in your classroom that's going to connect with what you share? Right. And maybe it's going to spark their creative interest or show to them, hey, my teacher, you know, is is a female educator who can also be an entrepreneur. I think that's a really powerful statement. And so I think one of the things that we can do to be creative with our students and be vulnerable is say, like, hey, here's what I like to do to be creative. And it doesn't always work. You know, m maybe I like to cook, but hey, I've I've failed a ton of recipes and that's OK. But sharing that with your kids, sharing those stories, I think can really help them to see through your example. My one word, uh, JC, for 2019 is create. So I'd like to just park on this one for a while, but let's keep going. As you look across your PLN and your own practice, and you see so many different contexts of education, what else is setting you on fire? Now, you've had your mind in creativity, obviously, on this book for quite some time, but is there something else, some other area of education that is really setting you on fire today? Well, I feel like I've been on fire for maker education for a while, but uh, there's sort of a renewed sense right now, and, and I'll say a little bit more about that, but Maker education, I feel like any hands-on opportunity that we can give our students really engages every learner. I've seen students who, you know, have social emotional issues come into a maker space and light up because they have found something that connects for them. 
you know, we've seen great strides with our students who, um, you know, English is not their first language. Students who maybe are on the autism spectrum, that when they're given the opportunity to use hands-on things that they choose, their learning is just exponential. And I think that's becoming even more important as we do a lot of talk these days about college and career readiness. You know, pathways to career readiness really can happen through STEM learning and maker education. And so many careers that are, you know, unknown in the future, I think will rely on some of the skills and dispositions that can come from making. Um, you know, things like thinking flexibly, again, persevering through through failure, go, working through multiple iterations of of a design or or engineering something using, you know, materials from the makerspace. I just see some some great characteristics coming out of our students. And I know that that's going to help them in the future when they're out there pursuing jobs. Those maker skills, those improvisation skills and problem solving skills will serve our students well in the gig economy. And I mean, obviously you're right where we need to think about career tracks and so forth, but isn't it also true that some of our learners might spend a decade on Fiverr.com or, or Upwork or these other contracting models of income, right? And so they need to be able to gain that flexibility. And as, as you talk about there, the those maker skills, just while I'm thinking about makerspaces, I'm familiar with a, a website called instructables.com. So if you are listening and you are working with makerspaces and you haven't heard of instructables, there is a just a wealth of activities there. I don't, it must number in the hundreds or thousands of projects and activities that teachers have uploaded and uh, your students can choose from. Are there any other sites that I should have on my radar, uh, JC, in terms of makerspace ideas? Oh, I love Instructables and the the people at Instructables are just wonderful education minded folks. Um, I, I had dinner with a bunch of them at ISTE and they are just a wonderful group. I love the great things that um, that Maker Maven is putting out as well. Um, they share a bunch of cool resources and Although you might not be familiar with Demco, uh, Demco is a library, traditionally known as a, a library supplier. They are really getting into the makerspace and have a blog out there, some instructional videos, and a bunch of lessons that connect to some really cool maker tools. All right. Well, those are great recommendations. And as well, as we mentioned right off the top, make sure to take a look at the books that JC has put out, including Steam Makers, Fostering Creativity and Innovation in the Elementary Classroom. Well, moving on, JC, let's talk about your professional growth. How are you looking to grow professionally and improve your practice next year? Can you share with us about a specific professional goal or project that you are currently working on? I feel like I'm always looking to learn and grow from others. I think that's one of the things for me that that social media has helped to change. Um, you know, five, maybe seven years ago, um, when I decided to to get on Twitter, I realized what a powerful tool it could be because it connected me mm -hmm. with wonderful people. And so that's really something that has helped me. Um, I've worked across the globe with you know, educators on different projects, writing projects or presenting together. And I think you can also find collaborators right in your backyard. 
uh, I'm currently working on a book with one of the teachers in my school district. And I think she was on your podcast as well. Kristen Nan is a third grade teacher in our school district. And she and I uh, just have this crazy connection that we've made since I've been working in our district. And one day we just said, boy, we come up with a lot of ideas together. Let's let's open a Google Doc and start writing some ideas down. And then honestly, we didn't we didn't really know what was going to come of it. But it has turned into a, a book that we think is kind of unique because it shares both of our perspectives. So, you know, mine from a central office administrator perspective and hers from a classroom teacher. And it shares all the things that we've been able to learn from each other. Um, and, and we're excited that in the next coming months, it will be coming out uh, with Edumatch Publishing. All right. Well, very exciting. Kristen Nan was indeed a phenomenal guest here on Teachers on Fire. And she brings the energy, as you well know. And so we look forward to that one. That sounds like a lot of fun. I like that idea of placing bets in education. I hope these are high probability, <laughs> a high yeah, uh, I mean, probability we're, wins. We're going yeah. the Vegas theme. Everything in the book is Vegas themed and uh, has a really fun vibe to it. So we hope people will enjoy it. What happens in the classroom stays in the classroom, right? Okay, so (laughs) moving on. I'm sure that phrase will show up somehow. But you talked earlier about that teacher in Toronto, and I want to follow that same path with you, JC. Outside of education, now you are clearly on what seems to me like a book a year pace here. You've got a lot going on in the education space, but let's try to step outside of that. What's another area of learning for you what is it that ignites your passions when you leave that central office and brings you alive as a human being? I feel like that's a tough one. You know, I feel like so much of my world is focused on education. I will say, though, that I have two kids at home. And so my area of learning is around my two sons. Um, they are five and seven. And right now, humorously enough, um, we are learning about professional wrestling and I'm learning about all of these wrestlers that my kids are so passionate about. We are very into, in the Maslick household, American Ninja Warrior. Oh, yeah. And so to connect with my kiddos, you know, we do a lot of those things together. So we're out in the backyard making American Ninja Warrior courses and... um, And that's what sort of takes my free time. So I don't know if I'm, well, I guess I'm learning. I'm learning some things that maybe um, as a mom, I wasn't prepared for, but it has definitely been uh, great fun with my little ones. Well, that sounds like a ton of fun. And and you, sometimes when American Ninja shows some of those bios that bring me to tears in three minutes, you know, you, you get a little bit of a glimpse of, of the backyard environment or the, the setup back home in the garage. And it, it's fun to see these different families working hard at the American Ninja experience. I happen to have an eighth grader right in my classroom who's a big American Ninja fan. And so looking forward to connecting with her over that. That's one of the few shows that my family has watched as well. And then another question for you on the personal side of things, JC, share with us about a productivity hack that contributes to your success. How do you get it all done? I tell people everywhere I go, I am old school. I carry a notebook. I mean, I have tons of notebooks that are now filled, but I write things down in a notebook. It might be a to-do list. It might be some blog ideas. It might be a joke I heard or a quote that resonated with me. 
but I'm at the age where if I don't write it down, I might forget. So I keep that notebook to look back at. I cross things off. I you know, reflect on my ideas. And I mean, I certainly know that there are digital tools that could probably do that for me. But I feel I feel like I really like the process of writing it down and carrying that notebook with me. It's just it's just something that I feel like has helped me, especially as a writer. And it's um, it's not a habit that I'm going to give up easily. All right. Fair enough. I won't try to convince you. Just don't lose it. That's all I would have to say about the notebook. (laughs) Well, just before we continue, I want to share an important message from the Teach Better team. Are you looking to reach more students, innovate your instruction, and teach better? Then join the Teach Better team on November 8th and 9th in Northeast Ohio for the first ever Teach Better conference. Join dynamic educators such as Dave Burgess, Tall Tal Thompson, Adam Welcome, and more. Register now at teachbetterconference.com. When you do, be sure to use discount code FIRE50 to save $50 on either of the two-day registration options. Are you ready to be better? All right, JC, it's time for your quick picks. And here we want to know the education voices and resources that are shaping your practice and inspiring your thinking today. So starting at Twitter, tell us about someone we should follow there and share why they've been inspiring you lately. Uh, I would say my friend Mandy Freilich. She uh, is phenomenal. She also has a couple great books out, The Fire Within and Divergent EDU. Right now, she is offering a course online, a free course on self-care, which is so important with, with all that goes on in, in the life of, of an educator. Uh, we have to pause and make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and our own well-being. She always is sharing great resources on social and emotional learning, uh, mental wellness, and is just an all-around inspiration. So I would definitely say Mandy. Love Mandy and love her Teacher's Aid podcast. If you're listening to this right now, slide over and subscribe to Teacher's Aid as well. Point us to an ed tech tool that you currently love using somewhere in your professional practice. We heard about the notebook. (laughs) Is there an app somewhere else that uh, really serves a purpose for you in, in what you're doing? I do not think I could live without Voxer. It is my lifeline to my PLN. I have a ton of different Voxer groups for personal things, for professional things. It's just so convenient for me to listen to group messages. I do it when I'm driving to work. I do it when I'm driving home. I feel like I can can connect with people and catch up with them. And the best part, it's it's on my own time. So I've also been doing a lot of walking lately. So just trying to keep physically fit. And so when I walk, you know, I, I hit my Voxer messages. I listen through to what everybody was chatting about that day. And it's it's just really been a great uh, a great kind of professional development, to be honest. It's hard for people to sort of jump into Voxer, but once you get it and once you get connected, there's no turning back. And I'll tell you what, that three times speed at the bottom, once I caught on to that, that was a lifesaver because sometimes you pop in, <laughs> right, JC? I mean, sometimes you pop in and you've got like 50 messages and you kind of panic, but you can rip through them with that three times speed and sort of get what's going on and pick up from there. So I'm with you. Voxer has been a game changer. And then you are such a prolific author yourself. Is there another book that you would recommend to our audience as maybe one of your all-time faves by way of inspiration? Well, I took a little twist on this question because I I told you I have two sons. They're five and seven. And I just don't have as much time to read as I used to. So my books now are usually children's books. 
Um, and so I have to give it up to my friend, Jeff Kubiak, who wrote One Drop of Kindness. We love, love that book. Um, and also another, uh, a chapter book, children's book, uh, Engine Nerds by Jarrett Lerner, which just has tons of connections to STEM and maker learning. So I would say those two children's books uh, have been great ones that I've read recently with my sons. JC, are you a podcast listener? If you are, we'd love to hear about one that you've got in your deck. Well, it's funny that you mentioned the Teach Better team because I think Jeff and Ray are just so easy to talk to and listen to. I love the Teach Better podcast. They are connected with so many great educators. And I will, I'll add another one in there. Um, I also love STEM Every Day with Chris Woods. He is just such a creative individual. And I love hearing from the STEM educators that he has on his show. All right. Well, JC, this has been a phenomenal conversation. Thank you so much for your time today. What are the best ways for the listeners to follow you and unlock more creativity in their own practice? They can always follow me on Twitter at Dr. JC Maslick. Uh, they can connect on my blog, jcmaslick.blogspot.com. You can check out my website, which is steam-makers.com. And I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and Voxer. They can find me there. JC, as I said earlier, create is my one word for 2019. I can't wait to jump into Unlock Creativity. Thank you so much for sharing your time with the podcast today. You've been motivating and inspiring. Take care and let's talk again soon. Thanks. Thanks for joining me today here on the Teachers on Fire podcast. For show notes and links from this episode, visit teachersonfire.net. You can also follow the show at Teachers on Fire on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Before we sign off today, I'd like to share highlights from around the Teachers on Fire community this week. First stop, Twitter, where Greg Moffat at Greg underscore Moffat recently tweeted, I also want to give a shout out to at Mr. KB for putting so much good energy and educational inspiration out into the world. His podcast at Teachers on Fire is truly amazing. Check it out at teachersonfire.net. Hashtag alt ed chat. And then Callie Slusser at Callie Slusser replied, I second that. He's been a great addition to my morning commute. Lucretia Terrence at LT Edu Project tweeted, What a great interview. Thanks for sharing your story. You always inspire me. I'm going to be a committed listener for a long time. Chris Woods at Daily Stem recently tweeted, I liked episode 102. Some crazy stories Tim shared, but also reassuring and inspiring. Anik Roke at Anik Roke quoted a comment I made in the same episode, episode 100. When she tweeted, the more you participate in professional learning, the more your network will grow. As you contribute to the learning of others, they tend to reciprocate and share their learning with you. Love this PLN rule from at Mr. Gavey, hashtag teachers on fire. Janelle McLaughlin at MS underscore Mac four tweeted, finally got to listen to the number 100 at teachers on fire podcast, where at Brian Carr interviews host at Mr. Gavey. It was exactly what I needed to recharge this morning. Bonnie Neves at Biology Goddess tweeted, This is definitely a download-worthy episode. At Nancy Fry shares her thoughts and resources for effective PLCs and how to include your PLN in the process. 
Nina Pakluwi at NPakluwi tweeted, I will listen to this episode soon. Hashtag collective efficacy. Thank you for the shout out and constant support. Your platform amplifies many voices. In response to my request to come on the show, Trevor McKenzie at Trev underscore McKenzie tweeted, Yes, I've been waiting for this invitation for far too long. In fact, I have been strongly considering sneaking on with another guest and hijacking an episode. Tim, I'd be honored. John Sowash at JR Sowash tweeted, Congrats to Mr. KV on 100 episodes of the At Teachers on Fire podcast. Well done, my friend. Hashtag now listening. Hashtag podcast edu. Over on Instagram, Teach Better Team at Teach Better Team commented, What an outstanding episode. Such an awesome listen. And these were some of the accolades and encouragements that came in after I posted about episode 100, the big centennial edition. Next, Scott Noons at I am Mr. Ed Tech wrote, Great podcast, Tim. Keep up the great work and thank you for having me on. Sarah Johnson at Sarah S.A. Johnson said, Loved this episode along with all 99 prior to it. Looking forward to more and more and more. Awesome. Dan Krinus at D. Krinus wrote, What a great episode as the tables were turned on, Tim. Congratulations on this amazing milestone. Here's to 100 more great episodes. Matthew Ketchum at Matthew J. Ketchum wrote, Congratulations on making it to a fantastic 100th episode. Jeff Gargas at underscore Jeff Gargas wrote, Such a great podcast. Keep up the amazing work, Tim. Well, thank you so much for all those who commented, liked, retweeted, replied, or otherwise engaged with my content and supported this program on Twitter and Instagram this week. You were all the fuel to my fire, and I so appreciate your support of the pod. By now, I hope you've heard that I've launched a new podcast called the Teacher Blogs Podcast, a podcast for teachers who have more time to listen to blog posts than to read them. The mission of this podcast is to amplify the voices of education writers that are seen, read, but need to be heard. Last week's episodes featured posts from Rose Pillay, that's at Rose Pillay one on Twitter, and she read a post she wrote some time ago called Face Value, talking about the importance of wearing a smile in a visible way. And then Lynn Thomas, at Tom Lynn 101 on Twitter, continued her alphabetical series with N is for Navigation. If you're an education blogger, there's no reason why your voice can't be next. All you need to do is use your phone's voice memo app to record yourself reading your own blog post. Then use the share button to email the voice file directly to me at teacherblogspodcast at gmail.com. If you've written a blog post that you'd like me to consider featuring there, please message me at teacher underscore blogs on Twitter, or you can email me at the address that I mentioned. Well, speaking of blogs, I will also invite you to check out the Teachers on Fire magazine on Medium. This week we featured Root Where You Were Planted by Tammy Brightweiser. That's at TL Bright on Twitter. O is for Outside the Box by Lynn Thomas at Tom Lynn 101. And The First Year Teaching by Caitlin Giordano at Mrs. Underscore Giordano. The Teachers on Fire magazine is a Medium publication, and you'll find it on Medium.com or on the Medium app. If you're already an education blogger, consider joining our growing writing team there. You can continue to publish content on your own blog, and you keep full credit and ownership of your content on Medium. 
Message Teachers on Fire on any social media platform for more details on that. Well, I'll leave you with this quote, Teachers on Fire, and it comes from Inquiry Mindset, Nurturing the Dreams, Wonders, and Curiosities of Our Youngest Learners, a book by Trevor McKenzie and Rebecca Bathurst-Hunt. Speaking of teachers with an inquiry mindset, they write, quote, Curiosity is at the heart of what they do, and they daily demonstrate and put voice to their own wonderings for their students to see. End quote. Doesn't that quote line up so well with exactly what JC Maslick was talking about in this interview? Again, I'm your host, Tim Cavey, and I'm so grateful that you decided to spend some of your day listening to this podcast. I hope that in some way the content you heard today from Dr. JC Maslick ignited your thinking and inspired your practice. And I'll meet you next week right here on the Teachers on Fire podcast. Take care and have a great week.